Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Well, welcome. I am so glad that you're joining me today. Whether it's your first time or your first time in a while, or whether you're a Compass long hauler, it means a lot that you would take time out of your day to hang out with me, and I really appreciate that you are here joining me. I'm especially glad that you're joining me today because we are starting off a brand new message series called The Parenting Paradox. Now, before you hear that and think maybe this isn't for you, okay, this is a series that's not just for parents. It's a series for anyone who's raising kids or anyone who plays a part in raising kids. So it's for parents, future parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles. I mean, really it's for anyone who has an influence in the life of a child. And the truth is, you don't have to be a parent to know what the parenting paradox is. It is the space that exists between the ideal of parenting and the real of parenting. And nowhere is this better illustrated than in the family photo. So this is an example of the ideal. We have a perfect family with their two toddlers and a precious new baby. But this is just a one second snapshot of one day. Watch as it slowly unravels. First, the kids start to get a little crazy, but it's funny, right? It's kind of cute until it's not. And, and then you can start to see the life drain from dad's eyes as he's thinking, maybe this wasn't a good idea. But mom really wanted this great picture and so she kept her perfect smile on even as it becomes totally clear that not only have the kids given up completely, but dad is gradually losing his cool until reality finally sets in for all of them. This is real. This is what parenting really looks like. This is the parenting paradox. Now, our goal over the next several weeks is to bring the real and the ideal together to try and go beyond just parenting tips and to look deeper into a different way to think about raising kids that, that can hopefully bring these two pictures into more alignment. And today I wanna to talk about seeing the big picture. So if you don't know us, um, Terry and I have three kids. Two of them are in high school and one of them is in college right now. But we were that family that we were just looking at. When our youngest was born, there is a period of almost a year where all three of our kids were in diapers. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Think about that if you want to know what it feels like to get punched in the face over and over again. All three in diapers at one time. I was that dad trying to get squirmy toddlers to stop crying and pose for a nice picture, bribing them with Cheerios and goldfish crackers and literally anything that I could to just make them look nice. Terry and I, we know real. We understand real. And our parenting journey, it may have started like yours with a familiar verse out of the Bible. And it's Proverbs chapter 22, verse six. It says, direct your children onto the right path and when they are older, they will not leave it. Now, this is a comforting verse because it comes with this very simple if-then kind of promise. If you raise your kids in a good way, they will be good people. But if it's so simple, why do I know so many people, including Christians and church people, whose kids are 
kind of awful. And, and I know people who have terrible relationships with their adult children. And, and I know people whose kids clearly aren't good people living good lives in a good way. And maybe you're even asking yourself, why am I struggling with my kids when I'm doing my best to raise them right? Now let's focus for a second on the very first part of this verse in Proverbs chapter 22. Direct your children on the right path. Because there are two things in there that I think are really important for us to understand in raising our kids. And the first thing we really need to grasp and understand is that your child's life is being aimed at a specific target, okay? When it comes to parenting, the reality is that most people default to parenting how we were parented. I mean, it's no surprise. We all learned what it looks like to raise kids from the people who raised us, which is sometimes good and sometimes bad. But either way, it's unintentional. And unintentional parenting is always going to recreate the habits and attitudes and ways of thinking that were instilled in us, it will put those things into our children. It's the reason that we so often see children making the same mistakes their parents made. Maybe the mistakes you made that your parents made, that their parents made, and on and on, because they were raised to. Your kids and my kids were raised to be exactly the kind of people that they are, just like you were. We, you and I, are aiming our kids at a target, whether you realize it or not. And so if that's true, we should probably know what that target is, right? I mean, we need to know what the target is so we can raise our kids on purpose instead of raising them on accident. We need to know what that target is so that we can either change targets or aim our kids right at it. Then the second thing we need to understand out of Proverbs uh, chapter 22, verse 6, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it, is that there's a right path. Look at what Proverbs 14, uh, verse 12 says. It says, there's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. So uh, the weather just turned, and when it started to cool off a bit at the end of summer, Terry and I decided that we needed to get outside more. Just for my own mental health, I needed to be outside. So we started hiking whenever we could. I got this cool app, um, a trail app to find local trails, and it has these really cool maps on it. And we would literally just go pick a trail and go walk. Now the ideal was a trail that took us through the woods where we were surrounded by trees and shade, like walking through the woods is the best. But one day I picked a trail at random and we ended up walking two miles on a trail that was basically a trail that had been mowed out of a giant grassy field. It literally had no shade. The sun was beating down on us the entire time and it was so hot. We were sweating like crazy. I mean, just literally hoping that this trail would eventually curve into the woods at some point, which it never did. It was miserable. And it was miserable because I chose the wrong path. When we are told to raise a child on the right path, that means there is a right path. And it also means this, that there are wrong paths as well. All paths are not equal. And if you don't know where you're going with your kids, and if you don't have a plan to get them there, then just like Terry and me, you may end up 
on the wrong path in parenting. So if we are going to close the gap between the real and the ideal in our families, we need to think big picture. And really, the big takeaway from today is this. We need to have a vision for our children's lives. We need to know where we are directing our kids, and we need to know that we're directing them onto the right path. So, uh, as an example today, let me just, let me share with you the story of my family. And let me share with you how this played out in our lives. So early on, Terry and I realized that something needed to change because our lives were just straight up crazy. We were outnumbered with three kids. And again, all in diapers at the same time. And we lived in Kansas City, six hours from our closest family members. We had no backup, no support, and we had no energy to keep up this front that we were the perfect Instagram family. Our house was a mess. We couldn't afford the cutest clothes for our kids. We had no money. Uh, We were pastors at a church where we felt enormous pressure to do everything with anyone who wanted time with us. The pace of our life was, it was out of control. And we begin to feel all of these external factors having a bigger and bigger influence on who we could see our kids becoming. And we realized that we needed an intentional vision for our kids in their lives. So Terry and I sat down and we started to ask ourselves some questions. First was, was what are our long-term outcomes that we want for our kids? What do we want their lives to look like as adults? Who do we want them to be? What do we want them to value? And then we also asked, what short-term outcomes do we want for them? What do we want to see happen in their lives in this specific season of life that they're in right now? And then we prayed. We asked and we listened to God in prayer and, and in reading his word to figure out his best path for our kids. And and as we prayed and we answered those questions, we began to craft a long-term and a short-term vision for their lives, which for us was just a target for us to aim at. So the long-term vision, the long-term vision that we came to and we still to this day have for our kids is this. We want our kids to love Jesus and to love each other. When we imagined our kids as adults, One of the best outcomes we wanted was for them to love being together, to want to spend time together. In fact, we specifically chose language of them loving each other instead of loving our family because we wanted them to laugh together and enjoy each other even if Terry and I aren't around. We didn't want as their parents to be the center of their family world. We wanted them and their relationship to be at the center. So that was our first best outcome. The other best outcome we wanted was for them to love Jesus. Now that helped us to make big decisions. It meant that we passed up on anything and everything that would keep them away from environments where they could experience God. There would be no sports or extracurriculars that would regularly keep them away from church events or or things where they could grow closer to Jesus. If they didn't want to go be in those, that was tough luck because we prioritized Jesus over everything. We prioritized Jesus over success or grades or advancement or everything. Um, We've told our kids that we don't care If you're a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher, if you work at a grocery store or if you clean bathrooms for a living, 
We don't care if you're a millionaire or you have no money at all. We don't care if you get married or not, have kids or not, graduate college or not, have big dreams or small dreams. We don't care if you wear dresses, jeans with holes in them, or socks with sandals. As long as you love Jesus with all your heart and follow him, we are good. And that's still true. The long-term vision that we have for our kids to love Jesus and each other, it has guided us in raising them at every step, and it has helped us to make family decisions and to prioritize how we both spend our time and our money. If something's gonna take our kids away or take away their ability to love Jesus or to love being with each other, it's out. And we can be certain that that is the right path for them because it aligns with what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40. And Jesus said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Jesus said, love God and love your neighbor. And our vision for our kids is that they love Jesus and that they love each other. If we're going to know the right path and direct our kids on the right path, we need a big picture vision for their lives. But Terry and I didn't stop there. We, we formed a big picture vision and then we actually developed shorter term vision for our kids to fit whatever season of life we were in. And so, for, for example, when they were really young, we wanted them to be obedient, which we'll talk about obedience in a few weeks. And some of you guys are like, please. And then as they got older, uh, we wanted our kids to learn to be responsibly independent. And that was a short-term vision. And as teenagers, the season we're in right now, our seasonal vision is for them to be able to make wise choices on their own. What's so great about having short-term vision is that it helps you to focus on what matters most during a specific season of your kids' lives. To be able to nail down the things that matter in that season. So for example, this is a notebook that I found from when my kids were in junior high. I was brainstorming the things that we were really gonna focus on when our vision was for them to be responsibly independent, okay? And as you can see, this list includes things like using their phones and electronic devices responsibly, taking care of their rooms and their stuff, and being responsible for how their behavior affects uh, their relationships. So muttering and arguing, it hurts our relationships with other people. It hurt their relationship with us. So developing responsibility for their roles in their relationships, it was a seasonal goal at that time. Now, we don't focus on those things anymore with our kids because we're in a different season right now. And, and now we have a different short-term vision. The vision we have now for our kids in this season um, is that they would want to and enjoy spending time with us when they don't have to. That's the outcome that Terry and I are working on as parents right now. We aren't in a season of obedience anymore uh, because we already did that. And, and the craziest thing about our short-term vision uh, is this, is that we already have a vision for them when they're adults and, and for when they have kids of their own. We have a vision, a short-term vision for our someday grandkids. We're thinking about those things even now. 
So I share all of this with you, not because we are perfect parents who have raised perfect kids, far from it. But I share this because this is the power of having a Jesus-inspired vision for your children and their lives. It gives you a target to aim for. It gives you a framework by which to make parenting decisions. It gives you a metric for determining success. And it gives you a conduit by which God can reveal his dream for your family directly to you. Proverbs 19, or Proverbs 29, 18 says that when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. Now this translation of this verse says divine guidance. Another translation says prophetic vision. Either way, you may be a parent who doesn't feel like you have either. Divine guidance or prophetic vision for your kids. When you look at the children in your life, the best way to describe them would be to say that they are running wild. Your life is way better reflected in the real family pictures where the kids are screaming and the parents are losing their cool than in the ideal family picture that gets shared on social media or hung up on your wall. And it's hard, I know. It's frustrating and you can feel powerless to change anything. And, and whether you are parenting in the way you learned from the people who raised you or some other way, for you, it's, it's just not working. And I want you to know there's hope. God has a vision and a dream for your kids. It's for their good. And he wants to share it with you because he wants to see you direct them on the right path so that when they're older, they're not gonna depart from it. And it's not too late. Maybe you are one of the many families at Compass who are going to become first-time parents in the next several months. I'm so excited for you. And I want you to know that the vision God has for you and your kids, it can begin right now, before you even meet them. And what better way to welcome your precious baby into the world than by knowing the kind of life you want them to have and to have when they are all grown up and having a path to help them to get there. When it comes to our kids, you will never hit a target that you aren't aiming for. But the good news is that there is a great target that God has set up just for your kids, a plan for good to give them a purpose, to give them a future and a hope. So what can you do today? Parent, grandparent, aunt and uncle, ask yourself these two questions. What outcome do I want for my child, my grandchild, my niece and my nephew? What outcome do I want for this child as an adult? What do I want their life to look like 20 or 30 years from now? Ask yourself this, what outcome do I want for my child in this specific season we're in right now? At this age, at this specific time of life, what do I wanna see happen in their life? And then do this, ask God to give you a vision for your child. We don't wanna just choose a path, we wanna choose the right path. And then finally, write it down, remember it, orient your life and their lives around the vision that God's given you, the big-term, long-term vision, and the small-term vision. I am really looking forward to seeing what God does in our families as we begin parenting on purpose, and I can't wait to see you next week as we continue with week two of The Parenting Paradox. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com. 